0: Hey everybody, this is Joe with a special announcement. We've just doubled our listener base to over 12,000 subscribers in the last two months. We'd like to take a moment to welcome our new listeners and to thank our listeners new and old for spreading the word and supporting the show. Going into season three of Entheogen, we've launched a Patreon campaign and we'd like to invite you to please support us by pledging between $2 and $10 per episode. Please visit EntheogenShow.com and click on support. And thanks again. This is Entheogen, talk about tools for generating the divine within. Find the notes and links for this and other episodes at entheogenshow.com. Sign up to receive an email when we release a new episode. Follow us at Entheogen Show on Twitter and like Entheogen Show on Facebook. Today is December 11th, 2016, and we are talking about the recent uh, approval of Phase 3 trials for MDMA. So, um, Rick, uh, Rick Doblin from MAPS ha- had a meeting with the uh, FDA on November 29th, um, just a Dob- couple of weeks ago. The Dob Father, yes. As we record, uh, this meeting just happened a couple of weeks ago, and uh, there was some coverage in the New York Times. Um, we'll link to this in the show notes at entheogenshow.com, uh, but the New York Times talked with a couple of the participants from some of the phase two trials. Uh, and uh, I mean the, the, you know what strikes me about reading this stuff is just how incredible these these quotes always are I mean from it seems like everyone they talk to um, it 's not one hundred percent successful but it 's you know pretty darn close. Um, one guy says it changed my life. I mean you know d- does it get any better than that when you 're reading an article like this? It changed this guy 's life um, <laughs> It's just so impressive.
1: I think it's it's it, it, it's also notable to, uh, to to mention you know the, the sort of um, success rates you're dealing with with all other alternative uh, medicines and therapies. Like obviously right. here, it seems to be uh, overwhelmingly successful.
0: Right, um, Michael Midhofer, um, who was you know has been heavily involved in the phase two trials and and uh, for for decades now with his wife, um, leading some of these. Uh, therapy sessions has talked about how there are other treatments available, but they, they get, you know, they, they have just very minimal effects, like just slightly better than placebo, you know, and this on the other sure. end of the spectrum is it literally changes someone's life. So, and, and it's not a trivial thing. I mean, these are, so these are interviews that were conducted very recently. Um, so the person we're talking about is Ed Thompson. Uh, he says mm-hmm. it changed my life. It allowed me to see my trauma without fear or hesitation and finally process things and move forward. And that's a recent interview. Now, his trial actually took place in 2013, so this has lasting effects now. You know, over three years later, um, and on average, the patients in the study have struggled with PTSD for 17 years. Um well, so yeah. Incredible. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah that's another. one of one of the conditions, right, for the study is that they have to have um, sort of treatment resistant um, PTSD for a certain period of time.
0: Well, luckily, if you want to look at it that way, PTSD is notoriously, uh, treatment, you know, resistant. So there's, I mean, this is one of the best areas to, of research, um, not only because, you know, it can have such a positive influence, um, but, uh, because there's just so many people that have been suffering for so long. Yeah. It's now, also kind
2: of a grim way of looking at luck. Yeah, sure. There's an, there's speaking of, uh, you know, just like disarming quotes and and things that you read about this in the article. I think it was uh, between he and his wife where he says, if it weren't for MDMA and his wife finished, he'd be dead. Yeah, exactly.
0: And, and, and he's, he's so um, distinct from many of the participants. um, Ed Thompson is a firefighter. Um, And, you know, most, most of the participants, I guess up until now, uh, especially the ones we've heard from have been, uh, have seen active combat in in war, you know, mostly Iraq veterans, um, and uh, but on, on the other hand, Ed Thompson is a firefighter, um, you know, dealing with you know years and years of, of uh, you know responding to as as they put it in the article, gory accidents, um, and it's mm-hmm. you know he living in a near constant state of panic, and so it's it, this is the, exactly the kind of scenario that can produce uh, PTSD, um, but it just goes to show that um, this treatment can work on a wide range of. Uh, specific cases, you know not not just uh, veterans coming back from uh, from war
1: yeah, I think that we also have to uh, widen our definition of PTSD. I think when most people hear ptsd they 're thinking about people who 've seen active combat or have seen the, the horrors of war and and particularly in this study they 're mentioning mda 's effect on ex- extinguishing fears um and and that can be related as you said to law enforcement to active combat and even to um it make you know brings to mind all of the the sort of problems women can have after rape and sexual assault and things like that um there's just such a wide range of applications for it
2: yeah on the uh, on maps website when they talk about the the MDMA assisted psychotherapy and you know in a very succinct way uh, explain what the purpose is and how it can help. They reference that specifically, you know, they say that, um, MDMA assisted psychotherapy can help, um, heal the psychological and emotional damage caused by sexual assault, war, violent crime, other traumas. There's actually, um, someone that we, we all know who, um, I I guess I can just speak about her anonymously. Because she recently did an MDMA-assisted psychotherapy, you know, obviously unofficially. Um, yeah, that, that is
1: happening uh, quite a bit now. I, I I do hear more and more about this. Uh, yeah.
2: And and as a result of of this recent treatment that she was undergoing, um, she's sort of recontextualized a memory that she has going back to when she was, I think, an early adolescent where – she's for her whole life had this perception that her sister had sexually abused her and like going through this treatment um, you know, it it sort of reframed her perspective on that and thinking about the fact that her sister was, you know, basically the same age as her. And that I think for most of her life, she's vilified and had um, basically no relationship with her sister because she's, you know, you know, was the source of all this pain and hurt. And then, you know, just an example of how a perspective shift can compel you to uh, think about something that you thought about your whole life in a different way. And she's since been in communication with her family for the first time in years. And I, it was just incredible hearing something that for as long as I've known her, it's always been such a source of pain and hurt for her. Now she has this attitude of, um, you know, they're still my family and I want to have a relationship with them. And, you know, this isn't something that's going to hold me back.
1: It's, uh, it's something that stood out to me a lot in, uh, this story is a a perfect example, but in, um, in the book acid test, when Michael Mithoffer is explaining sort of his revelation about, uh, these substances when he was working in the ER and he said that, um, he realized his job wasn't to, to heal people. His job was to, uh, to, to sort of prepare the body so that it would heal itself, and he said for him that was a major revelation in, in his medical career. And then when he went later into um, psychiatry, he felt like he didn't have the tools to allow someone to do that until he participated in the MDMA trials and said there's something about the, the body and in this case the mind that has sort of its own natural healing intelligence and we just need to, to give it the right Circumstances so that that happens, and that he felt that when he had uh, treated patients with MDMA, he had finally found that.
0: Yeah, his wife Anne Midhaffer, um, who's a psychiatric nurse, um, also you know part of that husband and wife uh, couple uh, therapy, um, you know therapist model um, in many of these trials, uh, has a quote in this uh, New York Times article as well, where she says to that point, honestly, we don't have to do much. Um, each person has an innate ability to heal. We just create the right conditions. So exactly to your point, and uh, something that continues to remind me of uh, something Stan Groff has said for for so long. You know, we talked about that in the uh, breathwork episode, where he talks about the psyche healing itself, and essentially his practice is just to you know provide that safe uh, environment for the psyche to be able to um, you know not only just feel safe in in the immediate um, you know uh, sort of like setting. But also to be able to, with the assistance in this case of MDMA, to then revisit, you know, past trauma uh, in a more sort of objective or safe way, um, not shrink away from, you know, revisiting it or, or recontextualizing it, but but being able to confront it, uh, you know, yeah. honestly and openly.
1: Did Did you guys happen to see uh, Facebook the day that this uh, this news broke? Did you happen to see Rick Rick Doblin's photo with the article?
2: No, not no. – what do you mean? Uh,
1: I thought this was great. Uh, apparently, well, I guess it was recently Rick Doblin's 63rd birthday, I believe, and the article was published in the New York Times on his birthday um, about about the FDA approving this phase three trials. And there's just a great photo of him smiling with a with a copy of the paper. And it's just awesome. A, after the interview we had with him and, you know, just just realizing this man's been doing this for such a long time. Half his life. I thought, Half his what, life. An, what, a, what an apropos, you know, birthday gift for
2: Rick Doblin. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. And uh, obviously a huge milestone in – for a lot of perspectives, for Rick, for maps, for so, like humans, and yeah. the ability to like, for the, move.
1: Those fighting the cancer of Yang, as Julie Holland put it. <laughs> right.
2: Yeah, While everyone who's in the um, trenches
1: fighting the cancer of Yang, this is a, a certainly a victory.
2: Yeah, but and in an major milestone, and you know, over the next what is it, five years. Uh, There's a goal that maps has to raise a total of like somewhere between 25 and 30 million um, and Of which they've raised what more than 10 at this point
1: The the doctor Bronner's gift.
2: Yeah Bronner's gave I think about 5 million
0: like a million per year over the next five years So that's that's a you know great sort of uh, place to start, you know, but they do need 25 to 30 million dollars to complete the phase three trials, um, they've applied, and uh, I'm not sure if they've received yet. But they've applied for breakthrough status based on just the optimism oh. of all the researchers that have been involved, just the the incredible results they've been getting, all the people they can help. Um, they've applied through for uh, breakthrough therapy status with the FDA, um, which would you know put us on that five year timeline. Um, coincidentally, uh, Carrot Top will be getting out of office right around then, if not uh, if he's not impeached sooner. Um, so I think uh, that's the timing is probably maybe, pretty perfect.
1: A Great. A great gift you know, for somebody at around four years from now. Exactly. But, uh, but yeah, I think it's uh, it's important to notice uh, or it's important uh, you know to mention that uh, that maps really does need to raise this money from people like us and people who are are listening to this program because uh, uh, as Rick says many times you know there's there's no profit motive involved here, so they don't have the sort of financing that other pharmaceutical uh, compounds would have. And so this really needs to come from from everybody. And I thought, you know, what what better gift to give a a fellow psychedelicist friend than, uh, you know, uh, a gift certificate or or something that you know you donated to Maps in their name for uh, the holidays or or something like that. Absolutely, yeah, so, that's a great
0: idea. Definitely go to maps.org, um, you'll see very clear links to donate, um, you can also sign up for their mailing list uh, to receive uh, their, their, you know, their newsletter. They do a few newsletters per year um, where they just recap sort of what's going on um, and you know, as they announced recently there is now a clear path ahead to make MDMA a legal medicine for millions of people suffering from PTSD. Those are words I you know, just a few years ago did not expect to be reading um, so clearly, so that's it's incredible.
1: No no. This is this is the single biggest piece of news like since all of this started 60 70 years ago. You know, I mean this is like this is the single greatest piece of news you could expect to find in the newspaper. So I think uh it has to be put in perspective and then at the same time there has to be sort of a coming together to support this and get uh get those donations out there and get people to get behind it. And uh you can also and if you don't want to just donate cash, you can also uh get some really great uh hooded sweatshirts which I uh, love it. <laughs> that's what I gave Joe for last Christmas, I believe. <laughs>
0: definitely an awesome holiday gift. They also have really cool water bottles and stuff like that and some really cool Zendo t-shirts. So check out all those awesome, uh, you know, maps branded merchandise in the uh, store while you're at it. But uh, certainly donate uh, generously for the holiday season. Now is a great time to show them that they're doing great work and that we're all on the same team and and, uh, supporting them. And we'll be there for them over the next five years as they work even harder um, as they've been working for the last 30 years. To uh, to do the right thing here to make these medicines legal. So um, thank you, Maps. Um, well done, congratulations, and
1: uh, <laughs> applause, right. applause from the three of us and from everybody. Yeah, else.
2: you're here. Marvelous I'm, actually, marvelous. I'm actually looking at the the donate, page John Maps right now, and it says your gift will be doubled uh, at the top uh, currently. I'm trying to see the details of how that is, um, but maybe now is a as not just a good a time as ever, but a better time than ever to uh, to chip in That's toward it. <laughs> this is a very tangible comment too. Your gift will help complete the purchase of one kilogram of MDMA manufactured under good <laughs> manufacturing practices to be used in upcoming phase three clinical trials. By
1: by the way, uh, a gram, uh, a kilo of uh, MDMA has never cost as much as it uh, it does now, huh? It seems like uh, they're paying a hefty price. You know, this this it must be some fair
0: trade MDMA, organic, yeah, <laughs>
2: gluten free MDMA. Yeah, totally, man.
0: That was Entheogen. Talk about tools for generating the divine within. Find the notes and links for this and other episodes at entheogenshow.com. Sign up to receive an email when we release a new episode. Visit entheogenshow.com and click on Support to pledge two or ten dollars per episode on our Patreon campaign. Follow us at Entheogen Show on Twitter and like Entheogen Show on Facebook. And most of all, thank you for listening.